motion pictures, films, movies, cinema. It goes by many names, but what it is never changes. The moments, the memories, the feelings, all working together in a symphony of beauty, tragedy, and style, never duplicated, but often replicated. If you are interested, if you have an idea, if you yearn to know more, look no further. Welcome to The Sled. What's up, guys? We are back with another exciting episode of The Sled. I am Marciano Zavian. I'm Michael Luciano. Um, Bond. James Bond. Oh, how smooth was that? <laughs> Cut. Do another take real quick. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him you think right. it's bad. Just, just let him believe it. Oh. <laughs> uh. Don't let him think it was bad. Don't let him think it was bad. That's yeah, true. don't let me think it's bad, okay? It's not what your mother said. God. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to open it. We are going to be talking about Sean Connery and all and his filmography. The great Sean Connery. We wanted to pay homage to uh, a gone but not never forgotten actor. Um, we recently lost him, and uh, we saw it fit to pay homage to this guy i mean really really fantastic actor um what a loss it's, it's just gonna keep coming um we'll, we'll get into the film news of other people that we've lost um i'm pretty stoked about somebody else that we lost in place of somebody else i am so stoked about that but we will we don't have to get into that um but all in all um yeah, let's let's get back on track. To it's who... a beautiful moment <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of tears, both of joy and pain. Mostly joy. Mostly joy <laughs> for sure. Um, but you know, well, we're gonna talk about Sean Connery first. <laughs> no, but for sure, we are gonna talk about Sean Connery. Um, I personally really really enjoyed his acting. Um, People can people can argue. Um, <clears throat> I think that he is the quintessential Bond, and uh, I don't know how many of y'all watched the movies, but I, I I watched one of his, and I just honestly, <laughs> there can be there can be no no better Bond. If you if if anybody says Pierce Brosnan, you can walk out right now. The only <laughs> the only one I equivocate to Sean Connery is Daniel Craig. Fair. Absolutely fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, are they still going on with with uh, Idris Elba being the next Bond? I'd be down. With I really it, hope so. But they did bring up a fair point where they were like, "I've never really seen a lot of black Scottish secret agents." Yeah, who cares, man? Idris Elba's a fucking badass. Idris Elba's awesome, but you should. Trevor Noah had a lot to say about it. And it was actually a pretty funny set, but Idris Elba would that's be true. perfect. It's, 
Yeah. Um, the other guy I'm rooting for is Richard Madden from Game of Thrones. He played Rob Stark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he'd be I've good, heard about that. He'd be a good replacement for him, too. But, but far be it from us to stray away from it. Um, any other films that y'all that y'all got stuck on? Um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, probably. You know, oh, I, th- yeah. I think it was perfectly fitting that he played Harrison Ford's father in a film. You know, two complete icons on screen together, and their chemistry was just unbelievable. Um, just what a legacy he left. You know, whether you liked his films or not, you couldn't deny that he made some absolutely historic and just films that will stand the test of time that do stand the test of time forever. You know, he, he will be missed greatly. Um, he had probably one of the most iconic voices in Hollywood. I mean, equated with James Earl Jones or Christopher Walken, you heard it, you knew who it was. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's something I will miss greatly. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was, I was introduced to uh, Sean Connery through the, you know, last crusade. And um, I remember, yeah, just, you know, seeing him on screen, he has, you know, he has that presence, you know, you, you recognize it right away. And, and of course, you know, I can't really imagine anybody else playing Indiana Jones, you know, father at this point, you know, and I mean, he was, he was just so perfectly cast for that role. And then um, seeing him in the first James Bond movie too, you know, he's got that, he's just, you know, got that swagger and, um, and that's not necessarily something that like every actor can really pull off. You know, that's just something that, you know, he was so good at, you know, he had that, had that, um, had just that presence, you know, you know, whenever he's in a scene and, and the way he talked and I mean, the way he delivered dialogue was, you know, just perfect. So yeah, he's, he's a fantastic actor. One of my favorite lines in one of the James Bond films is when someone comes in to kill him and they shoot all six bullets out of their gun and they raise it to shoot him and the gun clicks and he's screwing a silencer on his pistol and he goes, that's a Smith and Wesson and you've had your six and he just kills him. It's elegant how he does it. Like killing a person should never be that elegant in a movie. And yet somehow he makes it tasteful. He makes it very suave. And he he truly was the best choice to embody James Bond's first appearance on screen. I mean, what mm. that that film is what fifty years old at this point, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and they're still making them. It's the longest lasting franchise in history. And he mm. was the cornerstone. And he was the cornerstone. Mm. Like they paid homage, yeah. they paid homage to him even in Skyfall. They made Bond Scottish. He's from <laughs> Scotland because of Sean Connery. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. No, I mean it's hard to imagine. I mean, I, I mean, I can't. I mean, I mean, I can't imagine like a universe where Sean Connery didn't start the James Bond series. Because, like, imagine if he hadn't. I mean, we might not have James Bond still going to this day. I mean, he was what truly, you know, headed the franchise. Especially, with, especially with Hathaway as the follow up. I, mm. I don't mean to be mean, but like, or or hypercritical. But what I will say is that swagger made. That, that Sean Connery brought to the role made James Bond. It set the precedence. And then to be, I guess, I guess to be hit with like a, a level of starkness that or coolness that almost comes off as cold, mm. like was not the way to approach it. And then we, we have a quick recovery from that. Like switch it up, dice it up. 
Mm-hmm. Didn't he only do like one or two of them? He did. Yeah. Sean Connery? <clears throat> no, uh, Hathaway. Hathaway. I don't even remember Hathaway doing it. I remember it was Sean Connery. George Lazenby did one, I think. I don't even remember Hathaway's films, to be completely honest. I remember Lazenby did one, and then they brought Sean Connery back for one more, and then after that, I think it was the era of Roger Moore. Roger Moore, sorry. Yeah. Roger Moore. Roger Moore oh, after okay. Sean Connery. And then after him, um, I can never remember this actor's name, but after him, there was another really good actor, but his James Bond films felt more like the Uncharted series rather than a James Bond. Then, of course, we have Pierce Brosnan and... Then we have Daniel Craig. Wait a minute. <laughs> we ain't got to talk about Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. That was, that was really iffy. Um, I don't know. I feel like just quality dropped off with him. I, like, I don't mean to dog on Pierce Brosnan, but I just, even the movies surrounding him, like they could have done more justice for him production-wise, and they just, I feel like, even the producers felt like there, there was the wrong vibe. I mean, they did Goldeneye. Goldeneye wasn't bad. You know, Goldeneye was actually like, oh, this could be a new resurgence. And then the rest of them yeah. completely fell short of what encompassed James Bond. So, yeah. But we will never get another Sean Connery. Like, even, like, he, he aged so well. Mm, yeah. Like, like I was, I, I watched, in, or I, I watched Finding Forrester recently and um again we we get that swagger we also get that sort of like i i seldom use this but like without like uh without like having to i guess be curt about toxic masculinity but what i will say is like whenever we say like what is a real man like we get these iconic characters, especially, or just these icons and, and these uh, people that have, or that hold it down for what it is to be a man or like the, the picturesque man. We have John Wayne, we have all these people. And I think Sean Connery fits really well for his, uh, he's very sharp, very uh, quick witted, but also very snarky, mm-hmm. but not in a way that it's smart ass or that it's, that it's, um or matter of fact yeah Yeah. it's it's almost like wow i don't i like i know people are gonna be like "Ooh, daddy king but no but like very fatherly like he he played that role very well mentor yeah mentor mentor no for sure so i i really like that um and and again in even with untouchables he's he's the he held it down for the rest of all of them i'm be real with you Untouchables was awesome. I remember watching that for the first time and not thinking anyone could top De Niro's performance as Capone. And then Sean Connery just kind of walks on screen. And and he took the whole movie for me. I was like, he was the sole focus of attention. You know, uh, here endeth the lesson. Like, it was perfect. Uh, <laughs> the classic line of uh, typical of a wop bring a knife to a gunfight oh, <laughs> I was like I, like, I want to be offended but I, I really I can't that I was can't. actually an awesome line like 
<laughs> especially in that movie to stand out amongst Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro, Billy Drago as Frank Nitti, <clears throat> to have Sean Connery stand out among them. He won his first and only Oscar for that film, Best Supporting Actor. Well-deserved, in my opinion. Well-deserved. Um, what other, like... What film did you watch that held it down for Sean Connery, Titus? I mean, I mean, of course, like, you know, like I said, I, I saw The Last Crusade. That was the first movie that I saw with a minute. So that would probably be my pick just because it's my earliest memory of Sean Connery and, you know, um, his roles. Um, but, I mean, I would definitely secondarily pick the first you know james bond movie just because you know it's i don't know you know it's just it's just such like an iconic movie and and you know his performance is iconic of course and you know just the way he delivers his lines and and you know i was noticing too like the second time watching it just the way he like he like interacts with objects in a scene or the way he like, it's all like very professional. Like you were talking about Michael, how, you know, he, you know, has that scene with the Smith and Wesson, uh, you know, it's, it's, it all has just this feeling of like professionalism in mm -hmm. a sense, even though he like, he just killed somebody, like he just shot somebody. But yet at the same time, you're like, man, that was, oh, that, that was, was really, cool. that was really clean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, that's something that, you know, if it completely falls on the director or the actor, you know, like the director and all that they can do is, you know, they can help out as much as they can. But at the end of the day, the actor is the one who's got to be able to pull through on that and be able to come across like that. So, I mean, that just goes to show how good he was. I mean, for him to be able to just pull that off, you know, so effortlessly, I mean, you know, yeah, it's a one of a kind sort of uh, sort of performance. I mean, you know you're a good actor when you can make a Michael Bay film amazing. <laughs> you know that you have... Yeah, I mean, let's talk about The Rock. Because honestly, I really liked that movie. And I think the only reason I liked it was because of Sean Connery. You know, props to Nicolas Cage, Ed Harris. They were fantastic in the film. But Sean Connery, he basically plays a, a reenactment of James Bond. You know, he plays uh, James Mason, Jack Mason. Yeah. Yeah. People of, you know, they, there was a theory that he was just really playing James Bond in the film, but James Bond is a code name, and that's why Sean Connery's Bond disappeared. Because in the 60s is when Roger Moore took over and Bond disappeared, and Jack Mason was captured in 62. So they were set, there's a theory oh, that he okay. is that James Bond, he just got captured. So, but. He was awesome in that movie. That kind of made me feel like, you know, Sean Connery was well-deserved with how badass he truly is, especially with, you know, action scenes or just when all these American soldiers are around him and he he basically tells him to fuck themselves. He's like, I'm, I'm not flinching because of you. You don't scare me. Yeah, you know, the, and to pull a performance out of a movie so action-packed like that, that is so nuanced and three-dimensional, was absolutely impressive to me. That, you, like, every movie that he's in, like, 
with every movie, like you have an actor that 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 plays the role of anchorman, and like they could just be the supporting actor, or they could be the main actor, or the the leading actor. But ultimately, I've I've watched movies where even the leading actor is not the anchor, like when he's supposed to be. When there is supposed to be a tangible anchor, there's not. The movie's great, but the acting, I cannot let it. I can't permit it. Mm-hmm. He is the anchor every time he's in a movie. And it just goes to show like how much of a personality he is. And in fact, we've been doing we we've been wrong for for regarding him as Sean Connery initially. Please correct us. He's Sir Sean Connery. <laughs> Sir Sean Connery. That's right. Yeah, so I don't know, like for him to be such an icon and such a figure to be regarded not only like historically as 100 uh like top 100 actors of all time and then on top of that to be knighted by the queen dude that's that's a man's man in fact centuries <laughs> sexiest man mm-hmm. by people's standard 1998 dude and how old was he in 1998 he was what 70 78 but he was still holding it down. Yep, still holding it down. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and we don't we don't even know what he had under wraps on top of that to be knighted and still fight for Scottish independence. Jesus. Like, I oh, will forgive it. You were really good as Bond. I'm still gonna knight you. I can totally chop your head off right now for, for fighting for independence for Scotland, but I'm gonna knight you. Jesus. Something I did notice about Sean Connery that I found kind of funny is he he really does play himself in every role, but somehow it's believable that he is this other person. Like, he plays an Irish cop in The Untouchables. Heavily Scottish accent. He plays a Spaniard in Highlander, where he teaches somebody about... He teaches a Scotsman about sword fighting with a katana. And he has a heavier Scottish accent than the guy playing a Scotsman. The guy who played a Scotsman was Danish, if I can't, if I remember correctly. But Jesus, yeah, it was pretty funny. Like there's a scene where he's rowing a boat, and he says, "I'm going to eat some haggis," and Sean Connery goes, "Haggis? What is haggis? I've never heard of this fish." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just kind of like, no, you're kind of like, really? You've never heard of haggis before? You've never had a wee bit of haggis? You've never had a wee bit of haggis. I'm a Spaniard. Are you really? (laughs) But it's believable. It's completely believable. He said, I'm from Spain. And I went, go on. (laughs) I bought it. (laughs) (laughs) No, please. You you flinched only a little bit. You're like, it wasn't really until after I'd watched the movie a couple times. I'm going... He's not a Spaniard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Spaniard? Heavily Scottish accent. I've never met anybody from Spain, but I don't think they sound Scottish. Right. I could be wrong. <laughs> Como Bien. We'll let it go. We'll let it slide. <laughs> but I forgot about Highlander. Dude, Highlander was awesome. <laughs> Did you watch Highlander? 
No, I haven't seen it actually. Oh my gosh, you need to. There can be only one. <laughs> oh, watching Highlander was fun. Even me, I'm like sitting. I can't. The last time I watched it, I think I was cooking. Uh, I just, I just, you know, you attach memories to whatever. But I was cooking and watching it from the corner, and I'm like, I think I could go back to cooking now. Like, like in between. That's not. That's not me saying necessarily it's a bad movie. But I was just like, but Sean Connery wasn't on screen. So yeah, so like, <laughs> he's not on. So. <clears throat> no, but uh, that one, the search for Red October. Oh, yeah, a Russian sea captain. Still heavily Scottish, Scottish accent. <laughs> oh damn, Alec Alec Baldwin's Scottish accent. Where Russian accent was better than Sean Connery's. And that's saying something. Oh my <laughs> so, god. But still, <laughs> I couldn't see anything else. He was like, I'm a Russian. I'm from Russia. Yes, you are. Please tell me more. Like, he's just, he's that captivating and that has that much of an amazing screen presence that I'm willing to buy almost anything. Almost. Where do you miss the almost? He could not be a black guy. Ah, the yeah. room went silent, but am I wrong? No, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Glad he didn't that. do that. He had other things to like worry about, but <laughs> that was not one of them. That was not one of them. And what a way to what a way to retire. He lived out the rest of his life since 2004 in the Bahamas playing golf. Yeah, because he got hit up for evading taxes. And <laughs> oh, did he really? <laughs> They're like, uh, they opened up a case against him for evading taxes, which is, again, that is not a bad thing in my book. I'm like, good on you, man. Good. So they opened up a case. He provided files just enough to cover his ass for, I think, until, like, the cutoff point. And then they hit, up, hit him up for the later ones, but he's like, yeah, the Bahamas has different extradition laws. <laughs> so he just, he just lived there. He didn't... He didn't I don't have to go anywhere else. Like, what a badass. <laughs> oh, right. damn. I'm just going to chill over here. <laughs> like, this was the guy who was almost Gandalf and Morpheus. He was almost Gandalf. Yeah, he was almost Gandalf, but he passed on it because I, I didn't understand the script. But can, oh. do, you know, do you know what I would have killed for to have Sean Connery play Gandalf? Not to bash Ian McKellen. He did amazing. But... Sean Connery playing Gandalf, and then Christopher Lee playing Saruman, James Bond meeting the real-life James Bond. Would have been awesome. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been fucking... You dope. know that's who James Bond is based off of, right? Is Christopher Lee. He was an OSS spy mm. and a Nazi killer. And he was friends with yeah. Ian Fleming. He was the basis of James Bond. No shit. He was the basis yeah. of James yeah. Bond. I think that that's awesome. Good yeah, yeah, Christopher Lee was a certified badass. Yeah, like not to delve away from Sean Connery, but there's a scene in uh, Return of the King where Peter Jackson said, you're going to get stabbed in the back through the lungs and you're going to scream. And, and Christopher Lee said, people can't scream when you stab them through the lungs. And Peter Jackson <laughs> was like, how do you know? And he said, do you really want to ask me that question? Oh, <laughs> do you really want to know? And Peter Jackson just went, Play it how you know and walked away. <laughs> James Bond. James Bond. 
the real life James Bond. But that would have been incredible to me, you know, to see those two on screen match up. But I can't blame Sean Connery for retiring. He'd done everything he wanted to do, and he's like, I'm done. We'll come back and do more. Yeah. Why? I'm, I'm done. I'm content. I'm happy. I'm going to go play golf on the beach. <laughs> and what a way What a way to go out. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, peacefully. He, he died in his sleep peacefully, which we, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Wow, oh, man. I just, I don't know. Talking about it, it's more of a bummer. Yeah. Because uh, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, I lift a drink up to uh, Sean Connery. Sir Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. Sir Sean Connery. To Sean Connery. Man. Just an icon. Have you seen um, A Bridge Too Far? <clears throat> you know... I kicked myself for not watching it. That was actually a fantastic mm-hmm. film. Sean Connery, Robert Redford, Anthony Hopkins, and gosh, there's one other guy, and he's completely evading me. But it was a fantastic film. He played a um, a special forces colonel, I believe, who stuck behind enemy lines in Nazi Germany. Oh, all right. And it was an absolute. Like there's an awesome scene where they're waiting, and they can they see Nazis surrounding the building, and his um, platoon comes in and wipes out all the Nazis, and there are two of them that get out of a tank and they're walking up, and he just shoots both of them and puts his gun away with that bond swagger, and keeps walking, and his men are like Colonel, and they salute him, and he barely acknowledges them and keeps going, and they just start following him, and I think that says everything you need to know about Sean Connery. <laughs> I'd follow that guy into battle if he just shot two Nazis and then kept going like nothing happened I'd be like okay he probably knows what he's doing <laughs> sounds good to me where are we going colonel <laughs> following the leader <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet you should check that out that was a fantastic film Bridge Too Far um and remarking his voice, like I know we made note of his voice, um, a lot of his voice acting work, and uh, I can't remember, I think I read a few, like, <clears throat> I, even at a young age, I was like an avid reader, but the times that I couldn't read, mm-hmm. like I was like doing shit, uh, I would listen to books, and I think I listened, I can't remember what book I listened to, but it was uh, narrated by Sean Connery. And, dude, I blasted through that. But at the same time, it was like, even the times that I wanted to get, like, super excited, there was an, a super excitable part. I felt like a calm. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Dragonheart. Just hearing his voice is, like, I don't know, dude. That that in and of itself is going to stick with me. Or stick with me. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, he's got, like, one of those iconic voices, like, up there with, like, Morgan Freeman or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, like, one of those kind of things that as soon as you hear it, you know, you recognize it right away. And, I mean, so, yeah, no, he's, I mean, everything about him, you know, it's he's, he's just, like, a recognizable guy. He's, you know, and that's a, that's a, you know, that's a certain talent to it, you know, being able to just, you know, have that <laughs> ability to be so recognizable. What? Sorry, I, I 
I remember a quote he said where he, he was sitting and he said, a guy walks into a bar with a monkey. I can't remember the rest, but Donald Trump is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what a guy. No. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Nah, I will Amen. say. <laughs> I will say that, like, oh, well, think about it. It's like, what? When you think of Scottish voices, especially of that of actors, like, who do you think of? Sean Connery is definitely at the top of the list. Um, him, Richard Madden, uh, and Andy Serkis. Braveheart. No, Braveheart <laughs> for sure. That's what, that's, that's what I'm talking about well, when, I, when I watch Braveheart. That's where Mel Gibson learned how to speak. He had dinner with Sean Connery, and Sean Connery oh, helped him accentuate his Scottish accent for Braveheart. Really? Oh, God, yes. Did. Oh my god. I was oh. saying that jokingly, but then I didn't realize that it was actually yeah, that's, that's actually true. That is that is how uh Mel Gibson went about learning. He said I had dinner at Sean Connery's house and I learned how to accentuate and talk on my vowel pronunciation, my consonants, how you hold the mock or you go up higher on some and lower on others. I want to. I want to. That makes sense, though. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I want to rewatch Braveheart now, and see if when he says his s's, mm-hmm. if he says his s's, <laughs> he says his s's. Well, you've got a little bit of the Aussie that bleeds through Mel Gibson's accent, so you. But you can hear um, and dying in your beds, many years from now, and you can kind of hear where Sean Connery taught him how to speak. But I can't imagine sitting at a table and having Sean Connery then across and go, so I hear you're playing a Scotchman. <laughs> yes, Mr. Connor, I am. Well, there are some things that you need to know if you're going to do this. And just giving me a history lesson and teaching me that. I feel like it, a lot of it would have to do with, uh, especially with that role. Mm. Rob Roy. No, no, William Wallace. Yeah, William Wallace. William uh, Wallace. Fucking mm. Wallace. Well, um, you have to be unfuckwithable. <laughs> yep. Just absolutely unfuckwithable, especially with his stances. Like he did everything in his power. Like he, well, look, look at his political affiliations. Like he, he fought for a free Scotland, mm-hmm. a free and independent Scotland. So it's true. I don't know, man. Like shit, you got to bring it home, <laughs> especially if you're sitting across to the table from. Uh, because you don't want to disappoint Sean Connery. No, you I would not. No, definitely not. It was all right. It was all right. I think you could have done better, but it was all right. <laughs> just, just kill yourself. You're <laughs> just like, okay, I'm just going to walk off the bridge now. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Connery. That's the end Thank of your you. acting career. <laughs> Stabbing yourself. Thank you, Sir Connery. Thank Why'd you. you retire from acting? I don't want to talk about it, actually. (laughs) I'd rather not say. I'd rather not say. Let's just say Sean Connery's disappointed and he sends me a letter every year. (laughs) Reminding me. Reminding me. (laughs) No, I I feel like he was a lot more warm-hearted than that. I feel like, like you said, I feel like a lot of the roles that reflected him were mentor roles. He was very much a mentor to a lot of people. And just, you know... Robert De Niro speaks highly of him. Morgan Freeman speaks highly of him. Clint Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Kevin Costner, Tom Hanks. There are all these people at the top of the industry who speak highly of Sean Connery. 
you know, and they are the pinnacle of the industry, these people. And yet Sean Connery is walks among them taller and prouder than most. Tremendous loss, truly. But yeah. he lived a quite an incredible life. You know. And he's missed. I don't know. I will say that well, it's hard to come across somebody whose metal is is stern and almost as everlasting like you you, you really should look to these people maybe not necessarily as flesh but just as what they represent and i think Left a lasting impression, for sure. Yeah. Sir Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Once more. Sir Sean Connery. Once more. Wow. Well, lads. Well. All we're, right, we're really short, but we're, we're, we're going to talk about some film news and other things. But I, I felt it was fitting to pay tribute to such an iconic man, especially for the second season finale of the Sled. We are twenty episodes in, if you guys can believe it. Hey, hey. <laughs> time flies when you're in a pandemic. <laughs> hey, and we hope you're having as just as much fun as we are. Yeah. We do have to pay tribute to one last person. Uh, we got the news yesterday that uh, longtime host of Jeopardy and all-around good guy Alex Trebek passed away. Um, mm. He will be missed just as much. He was an icon in just his own right as Sean Connery was. Yeah. And what a duo yeah. they made. And what a duo they made on SNL. <laughs> I should not That's be it. laughing because what a great man. What a great man. And what a fighter too! Like, uh, wasn't it? Wasn't this his second time fighting cancer? Mm-hmm. Prostate cancer, right? Yeah. No, pancreatic. Pancreatic. No, cancer. no it was pancreatic. Yeah. yeah. I. Well, I mean, for him to like come out too and just like be so calm about it, you know? I mean, think about it. It's stage four pancreatic cancer. I mean, that's basically a death sentence. Like, you're not coming back from that. So, I mean, for him to just come out and be like, hey, guys, you know, this is going on, but, you know, don't panic, you know, don't worry for me, just, you know, keep me in your prayers and just hope for the best, you know, I mean, just, I don't know, just to keep, you know, just to keep your calm under such a high pressure situation like that, when you're basically, you know, looking down the barrel of a gun, um, I mean, yeah, it's just huge kudos to him. And he was a big fan of hockey, too, which is awesome because, of course, I'm a, I'm a huge hockey fan. And he actually, during the NHL draft, he announced one of the picks. So he did, like, an announcement for the pick. Um, so that was pretty cool. That was, like, one of the last things he did, actually, was he announced the pick for the Ottawa Senators. So it was pretty pretty cool to see him do that. And he had a, he had a huge love for hockey. So 
I'm glad that he got to have one of his last moments be in, you know, in support of hockey in the NHL. So, yeah, definitely a tremendous loss. We've lost a lot of people this year. I mean, Kobe Bryant at the beginning of the year, Joel Schumacher, Chadwick Boseman, Eddie Van Halen, Sean Connery, Alex Trebek, all legends in their own right. Mm. Can you give me some good news? Is there any good news that has happened recently? Anybody? (laughs) Say it. Wait, 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 what do you... Oh, you, you had a smile on your face like you wanted to say something. Oh, I, I think I know. I think you know what I want to say, Marcy. I think you know. No, so go ahead and say it. No, Marcy, I want you to say it. This seems like something that you'd want to say. No, this is something that I would always say. So I want you to say it. I want to give the satisfaction to somebody else. <laughs> I mean, uh, well... Uh, well um you know this is gonna be a little bit of a a political statement but uh biden's president baby baby Baby. Uh, i don't care who's sitting in the seat just as long as it's not uh the last guy (laughs) (laughs) by don anyway (laughs) i will just fucking drink to that just to say it, while I don't like the man, I don't appreciate his policies, I will say, as Commander-in-Chief, fairly well, sir, you've been in office. And that's about all we got to say about that that's shit. That's all I got to say Get the it. fuck out of here. I think it was, uh, I think it was Friday, I took, I took a drive to the bay. And uh, there was this guy s- sitting on the corner holding up the sign, by Don. And you know what, dude? I couldn't help but just burst out to la- into laughter. <laughs> like, and it was the most pure laughter that I probably had in a minute. Like, not hysterical, not, wow, just another uh, fucking murder. It was just, <laughs> just, a good heart, just a good hearty laugh. Just yeah. a joyful I mean, but like you were saying, Michael, like how Dave Chappelle was saying on SNL, you know, the work ain't over. It's yep. just begun. So don't take this as like, you know, the, the sign that, hey, we're good now. You know, we got to keep on working and, you know, the work's just begun. So and I want, keep on moving forward. I want our listeners, you know, no matter your politics, no matter what you believe at the end of the day. Uh, your sexuality, your race, your creed, your religion, it doesn't matter to us because film unifies everybody. And if you're listening to us, we're just appreciative of it. Um, we look forward to working with everybody in, in the coming roads because it's going to be a hard couple of years. We have a lot to heal. Mm. There's a lot that needs to be changed, but mm. we will all get there together. Uh, we are all Americans at the end of the day. Well, most of us. So shout out to Australia, baby. Australia, <laughs> Australia, yeah. Shout out to Canada. Hey, hey. they got uh, dude. Yeah. I fuck with Canada heavy. Canada's got hockey. That's like the best sport in the world. Yeah. What I will say is like to to add on to that little statement. Um, 
I guess. I guess rattling cages is a sign of living. Yes. So what I will say is just, I don't know, whoever's sitting in the seat, wherever you are, just remember that change isn't quiet. It's loud. Even if it seems quiet, listen closer. Shit's moving. It's rattling. And it's never easy. And it never is easy. So what I will say is just... Stillness is for the dead. Remember to shake shit up. I mean, that's how Sir Sean Connery asked for his his martinis. So you might as well... Hey! (laughs) God damn, what a transition. We should all be shaking. Yeah. And when diplomacy doesn't work, well... Well, you've had your six, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got anyway, him. Um, Got him good. Lots more film to come up. Um, Mank comes <clears throat> out very soon. I'm looking forward to watching that. We might do a special episode just surrounding that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been getting into a lot of foreign film lately. Please tell us. Yeah, film news. Any film news? Anybody? Everybody? Let's 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 lay it all out. Yeah, I've been. Um, what is it? I I I recently started watching the hunt. I need to finish the hunt. Um, I think it's like Vinterberg or something like that with Mads Mikkelsen. Mm. That shit's hardcore. The 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 Danes are not messing around when it comes to film. They do not <laughs> fuck around. Um, so I don't know, like. I encourage any any of our listeners, I encourage you guys, if you, the themes we have right now that are coming out right now, especially with like stuff like Songbird, all this other shit, uh, did you see that, Michael Bay? No, what'd he do? Uh, he, he's producing a film almost to the caliber of The Purge, where COVID-23 is starting to attack the brain, and, and everybody's in lockdown, and uh, they're killing anybody who's... See, you know, like when you could just like choose not to stoke the fire, you do. You you took advantage. It was there, and you did it. You just took advantage of it. So what I will say is, um, so Transformers fifty seven is what you're saying. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is, instead of watching <laughs> shit that that is stoking the fires, or just instead of isolating yourself or being a vacuum. Like, get out there. Like, look at what themes... I challenge our listeners and I challenge you guys to look at the themes that are outside of America. Or even Britain. Like, just Western themes, get away from them. Start getting into, like, like I, I uh, recently watched City of God, which is fucking hardcore. Um, <laughs> that movie I, had documentary-level realism. No, for <laughs> sure. I, watch, I um, started watching a lot of Bergman... Uh, lot more in Kurosawa. Um, Train to Busan. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> um, but just, I challenge you to watch watch more foreign films. Because, um, again, like, unless you can fly to these places, this is the closest thing you're going to get to experiencing another culture. So, and, and on top of that, another thing I will say is Vimeo isn't dead. 
YouTube isn't dead. In fact, it's booming. And a lot of people, because they can't put their work, like they, they put money into these projects and then shit went sideways. But now they're, now we're starting to pick it up. Um, and people are starting to put out their work right now. They're really hoping for people to watch it. Like they, they, at, at great risk, it, they produce these things. Go out and watch it. Staff pick. What? Don't watch. Even go outside of staff pick. Fuck the stack. Uh, sorry, sorry to Vimeo, but what I will say is just, just watch stuff. Just watch stuff, especially the short films, because these are themes that are condensed and they have to be hard, like really well told. You have you have feature length time to tell the to, to portray these themes. Short films don't have that luxury. They have to hit you with something heartfelt, something memorable, something that will steal a portion of your memory and will stain it. So check that out. I, I'm I've been I've been scanning and and getting hopeful. Good. Except for poor uh, Quibi. <clears throat> rest, rest in peace, Quibi. Oh, Quibi took a dump. Did Quibi die? Yeah, Quibi's dead. Yeah, Quibi's dead. They shut it down. It's done. How did Quibi get capped? We had Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz in a movie together. How did they die? That's scary. Because the because the Quibi, I don't know. The platform just was not making like any money, so they were just like, "All right, fuck it, we're shutting it down." <laughs> no, I'll make that argument, and it's a hopeful argument, but also a sad argument for Quibi. Just because you throw a lot of money at it does not mean it's a good movie. I will, exactly. I will say, best movies are with constraints. Yeah? Yes, I'm get, they I'm are. getting the nod. Yes, they are. They, they got Chris Hemsworth. They got Christoph Vault. But did it fix that it was a bad or just an overdone story? Overblown. Mm. Well, I mean, we, we were talking, we were just talking about last episode with Halloween. I mean, Halloween... Mm had like no budget and yet that's one of the most iconic horror movies of all time so i mean reservoir dogs and oh, yeah shit. reservoir dogs yeah yeah there's so many great examples out there of movies with like budgets that barely you know exceed like a couple thousand dollars and yet they're some of the most iconic movies of all time so don't let money you know restrain your focus or your ideas or or creativity, yeah. even. Yeah, creativity, exactly. Yeah, because creativity is born out of things like, you know, born out of restriction, you know. And if you've got an expensive idea, guess what? Write it and save it for later. Mm. It'll always be there. Mm. Something I have had to do quite often. Well! <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's okay. Uh, again. Exactly, it's all good. Again. Stillness is for the dead. We learn. We sh we shake the dust off. So, keep going, no matter what. Keep going. Keep moving forward. And keep listening. Keep listening, please. Thank you. You guys are the best. And man. buy our merch. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hey. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we will have merch soon. You got to give us some time, though. We're still growing. We're still learning. We're still building. Once we get merch, though... Let us know you're listening. Yeah. Bam. Bam. So, well, this has been the, oh, shall I talk about what next season's called?
Yeah, go for it. Yeah. We are doing a special season called Strictly Criminal, in which we focus on mafia films, highway robbery, plane robbery, white-collar and blue-collar crimes, culminating in a grand finale that we're not going to mention quite yet. But it's going to be an exciting new one. I don't know what we're going to start with, though, so it'll be a surprise. Ooh. Ooh. So tell your friends. Ooh. Tell your friends. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun season. Thank you all for listening. You guys are the best. Uh we wouldn't do this without you. And you know, thank you to my We did it, man. Thank you to we my host. We did know? it two seasons. Two seasons. We did hey, it. Hey, hey. I'd like to thank my host. In the book. Which without them I, I really wouldn't do this because I have severe stage fright. <laughs> I feel that shit. But thank you guys. Oh, I, I'd go streaking. I don't have stage fright. Ah, see. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, trust me, Marcy. We know. Uh, oh, check Instagram. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Wow. we're gonna... Oh, sorry. Was it your OnlyFans? No. Not Instagram? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to plug my OnlyFans, but since we're there. Um. Dang, should I should you challenge me with if we get so many listeners or get their friends to do it, I'll just go. No, 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 that's too shameless. That's too shameless. Well, now I'm gonna. Well, no, no, no. Well, we'll see. So, uh, left foot ten dollars, uh, right foot uh, fifteen. No, I'm just gonna. We're not chopping them up and selling it. I mean, I don't know. No, I, mean, I was saying like pictures, bro. Oh, those Chinese nationals still could be out there. Oh God. Oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But hey man, what a recap for 2020, like, or for season two. Yeah, so all in all, hold um, on, hold on, there's someone we forgot to mention this podcast. Who? Titus? Oh no! Oh no! We forgot to mention him! David oh, Lynch! David baby. Lynch, baby! As always, the man, I've, been, the myth, uh, the legend. I've been Michael Luciano. I've been Titus Wilkinson. And I've been Marciano Zapian. And we'd like to leave you with words from the man himself, Sean Connery. There is nothing like a challenge to bring out the best in man. Thank you all, and we'll see you next season. <laughs>